Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Today, I've got a guest that I've been wanting to bring on since long before I even started the show. I'm always so inspired by this um, person. Every time I've ever talked to him, met with him, see the way that he interacts with people. He's just always showing up as a servant. Um, and his story is just so empowering. Um, I think you guys are really going to love this episode. So Diego, thank you for being on the show. Mike, thank you very much for having me here. It is a pleasure. So we have Diego Corzo on today and um, I'm just going to jump right into the questions. And then again, I just can't wait to get into your story. So who's had the greatest impact on your life? The greatest impact, I would have to say, um, the mentors with the mastermind group called GoBundance. That's awesome. So that's where we met actually was through GoBundance. Um, tell mm-hmm. me, how'd you get connected with GoBundance? With GoBundance, I got connected by listening to a podcast. And uh, he, uh, the podcast was with, was with Pat Hyben. Mm-hmm. I followed him on Twitter and uh, I chatted with him. I asked him a few questions and he mentioned the podcast, like in, in one of the podcast episodes, he mentions the importance of surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Mm. And, uh, and he mentioned a mastermind group and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to be surrounded by them. I, I, I asked him about it. Uh, and he says that it's a mastermind for millionaires who like financial freedom, accountability and adventure. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want in. But the problem was that I was 23 years old at that time. And I was like nowhere close to being a millionaire. Uh, but I surrounded myself with them. I was able to go to one event and uh, yeah. And I can share that af- afterwards with my story and all yeah. of that stuff. Cause yeah, that yeah. they have been an incredible impact on me. That's awesome. If you could narrow it down to one thing that has had the greatest impact on your success, what do you think that would be? Narrow one thing. I think it has to be resourcefulness. Elaborate on that a little bit for me. What just making making stuff work out of nothing? Yeah. So basically, um, so re resourceful resourcefulness is I I believe comes when you're faced with adversity and uh, and instead of taking on the victim mentality, right? And this is something that Tony Robbins does. Is like you the 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 quality of questions that you ask yourself can dictate your your future. So instead of asking yourself why is this event or situation happening to me, I ask myself why is this happening for me. And when you ask yourself the for me, you begin to get an empowered mentality and. Uh, and you begin to instead of instead of um, seeing like excuses about why why you're in that particular situation, I feel like you get resourceful uh, and you get to find more solutions rather than trying to see why you're in that problem. So resourcefulness has come from being in situations where one can say, oh my gosh, like what do I do next? Mm-hmm. And if this is happening for me, how can I get creative? 
to either get out of the situation or not have it be an obstacle? And how can I achieve my goals despite everything that's going on? That's awesome. And it's unfair because I know Diego's story and a lot about it. And sometimes I wonder if we should just skip the questions and go right to it, but you've definitely been (laughs) resourceful. Um, Can't wait for the audience to learn from just everything that you've done and been through. It's awesome. So what was your greatest setback and what'd you learn from it? My greatest setback, um, man, I, I feel like I've definitely, so I've, I've had a few, um, but I would say me, uh, me realizing, um, and I would say the first time that I found that I found out what it really meant to be undocumented for everybody in the audience here, I am undocumented. I don't have a green card. I'm not a citizen. Uh, but figuring out, um, like understanding that my life was going to be different than my friends. Mm. Uh, I believe, um, I believe definitely gave me, gave me, um, that, um, that like idea and understanding like, okay, even though that's my situation, Mm -hmm. I'm still gonna like, how, how, how can I continue to achieve what I want to achieve? Mm -hmm. Awesome. What's the piece of advice you find yourself sharing the most? The piece of advice that I find myself sharing the most, I would say, um, yeah. So because I'm in real estate, Mm -hmm. I tell a lot of people that as they want to get started in real estate or starting investing, they always want to hit their home run right away. And I always tell them, just get to first base, just get to, just start taking action. Because as you begin to just submitting an offer on a property or buying that first property, uh, you get to learn a lot of things that you will not be able to, or you wouldn't, unless you did take that first step. So instead of being in the sidelines, just get to first base. That's good. That's awesome. Cool. Well, um, I'm going to let you just kind of talk about your background, where you came from. Um, You've already alluded to the fact that you're undocumented. And the thing that I want to say here, um, Diego has overcome so much. And, you know, really, it's just such a testament. Your resourcefulness, as you said earlier, your tenacity, um, being the underdog, if you will. And now you're actually out advocating on behalf of others. Um, and it brings us, it brings a, a slant to the story that maybe a lot of us don't get to hear. Um, you know, on a day-to-day basis, I think a lot of people maybe don't get involved in the whole um, Dream Act and, and all that kind of stuff. But I loved hearing your story because I got to know you first and then understand your story. So give us your background. Tell us how you got here. Um, and I, you're so good at telling this. I don't even think I really need to lead it. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I, or so I'm, let me start by where I am now mm-hmm. and then I'll share where I started. Um, so I am, um, I just turned 30 about uh, like two weeks ago. So we, we are doing this in August, uh, turned 30 of August 9th. And, uh, but I came here when I was nine years old from Lima, Peru. I came here with my parents. Uh, we came here with a visa and then uh, my parents decided to overstate it. And that's when we became undocumented. Mm-hmm. I grew up knowing that I was undocumented, but it didn't really hit me until, until I turned 15 years old. Um, when I went to the DNV to get my driver's license, like all of my friends. 
And uh, they said that Diego with these documents were just missing some kind of document that says that you're allowed to be here or, or a visa. Uh, and when I asked my parents, they're like, we do not have that. So that's when I knew that my life was going to, was that I was going to face some, some challenges mm-hmm. um, different than all of my friends. Like we were 15 years old in high school and I see them getting their cars and like being able to drive and, yeah, so uh, I, I decided that no matter what, that I was going to still try to spend as much time with my friends and, and all of that stuff. But I graduated third in my high school class. I put all of my emphasis in school. I'm the oldest too, so like I'm the oldest of all my cousins. I was the first one too to like that graduated high school and college here in the United States. Um, so I was like the example for all of them. And uh, so I graduated third in my high school class and then I got into Florida State University. As uh, as I'm getting into college and applying for scholarships and grants and hearing that all my friends are getting like some kind of financial aid here, a grant there, uh, I apply for them. And uh, because again, I'm not a citizen, I'm not, I don't have a green card, I couldn't qualify for any financial financial aid couldn't qualify for any kinds of loans or grants. And then I won some scholarships because I did graduate with good grades, uh, but they were sent, they were literally, they say, hey, Diego, we could give you this, but because you do not have your green card, um, we're not gonna be able to give you this award or whatever. So I was like, okay, they'll have like all these challenges. I did everything that I had to do, uh, but I was able to still go to college for the first semester um, with some help of my parents and also some, some scholarships that I was able to get. Now, as, as I'm in college, um, I, because of my background is technology, I decided that I wanted to do an internship in building websites for some nonprofits. And uh, I got an internship working for free. And after six months, they said, Diego, you've done more work for us as a freshman. There was some seniors doing a year. Mm. So we would love to hire you. I was like, this is great. This is awesome. I, I submit my like work application, job application, everything. And they said, all right, Diego, everything is looking good. We're just missing your work authorization and you can start here pretty soon. So I call my mom. I'm like, okay, great. Uh, mom, I need to have my work authorization. And she says, Diego, we do not have that either. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, crap. Okay. I'm 19 years old, cannot drive, cannot get student loans or financial aid. And now I cannot even like work. I'm like, how am I going to pay for college? Do, do for my, like, just, uh, just do everything right. Mm-hmm. That, that all of my friends are doing. And, um, that's when I, I realized that I do have to get resourceful. I have to like, I always try to figure out a way. And at that point, uh, my only solution after doing a lot of research, uh, because I couldn't get a job anywhere as an, as an employee was to create my own company, Hmm. work as a contractor. So I created an LLC and, and that's how I was able to work. I threw my LLC, I was able to do websites for small businesses, nonprofits, uh, and that's how I was able to also get experience. Hmm. And 
man, I had to, and getting resourceful, right? I mean, at the end of the day, my bike was my only mode of transportation at that point. This is before Uber, before, mm-hmm. before all, all these apps this is like back in 2010, 2011. I mean, I'm sorry. I, yeah, like 2011. And, um, it was, I just had to get resourceful and figure out a way, um, to make sure that I could pay for my college, pay, pay for the things that I wanted to do. Um, so yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely a challenge. That's interesting. Um, and I'm open to going wherever you want, but so you, you created your own LLC and were able to, um, start going out, um, doing work and, and making money. How did, how did you get into real estate investing? What's yeah. Uh, is that, yeah, is that yeah, a yeah. Good, good place to pivot? Yeah, 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 for sure. So when I, while I was in college, um, I, I was reading, like I read the book, rich that poor that mm-hmm. while I was, when I was 20, 21 years old. And that book taught me that there's two things, two ways for people to make money. You can either trade your time for money or you, you can make your money way for work for you. So I knew that at some point, like that book taught me things that I didn't learn in high school that I didn't learn in college. Now I knew that at some point I was going to start investing in real estate, but I'm wrapping up, like I'm in school. I, uh, I can like, I can work with, with my LLC, but as I was graduating college, um, that was when Obama passes the DACA program and that program allows me to finally at the age of 22, be able to work and drive. And that happened as I was graduating. So I graduated college with two degrees. I got a job at GM and GM allows me to start working here in Austin, Texas. So as I am seeing, like, as I, now I'm getting my paychecks, right? I started, I'm very open. So I started making 60,000 a year. Uh, and, uh, but I, but when, when I read the book, rich that poor that I realized that like, I needed to put my money to work. So I was living below my means and I decided to start investing in real estate through the strategy called house hacking. Now in times of like, I've always have because of my status of being undocumented or being part of the DACA program and all of that stuff, I've always had to go through a bunch of hoops, like through so many no's before I get my yes. Mm -hmm. And so I had to speak with like over 10 lenders um, to be able to get me to qualify, to be able to buy a home. Um, So I bought my first house to house hack when I was 24 years old. I I put 5% down and uh, I lived in the master. It was a four bedroom home. So I lived with three other roommates and the rent payment that they were paying me cover for all of my mortgage and also pay for my car payment. So since 24 years old, uh, I, I've been living for free and not having to pay a car payment, which, which has been pretty awesome. But in through through that perspective, as I started house hacking and understanding that I wanted to um, that I wanted to to invest in real estate, I I also became a realtor. My parents like I my parents are also like entrepreneurs. They own two Peruvian restaurants, and uh, I just wasn't the person that I could work a nine to five, go home and watch TV. 
I had to do something else. So I got my license to, to be a realtor. So I started doing that part-time. Hmm. And from 2013 to 2015, I, uh, I worked at General Motors full-time, and then I pulled the trigger and uh, started being a realtor full-time, which was definitely a, uh, a tough conversation to tell my parents, like yeah. after all of this, right? And yeah. working in back then in 2012, like um, GM was a Fortune 5 company and it's like, hey, I was starting my career in technology, right? Because I graduated with a degree in information technology and MIS. And uh, so telling them, hey, I'm going to go from from technology where I could have an amazing career as a software developer, whatever, to being a realtor and selling homes. They're like, are you sure you want to do that? And uh, But uh, I knew that I had to get out of my salary job um, just because I know my work ethic and I know that I could, if I work in an industry where, or work in a way that I am responsible for my income because of my work ethic, mm. I can make so much more money um, and putting that money to work. Mm. So that's, that's what I did. And that's what allowed me to actually be able to leave my job because I wasn't dependent on the money coming in from work. Mm. Number one, because I was living for free. Uh, number two, now it was a blessing in disguise, but I realized that my some of my friends had $60,000 in student debt. And because I couldn't get into student debt uh, because of my undocumentedness, I would say, um, I realized that that was a blessing in disguise. And no matter what kinds of obstacles I've had in my past, right, I'm, I've... Uh, I have the mindset that if the door of opportunity is closed, I go through the window. Like I always find a way and that's the resourcefulness that comes to it. Um, I feel like having that mindset has definitely given me the opportunity to, to just continue to hustle and, and continue to take action. So speaking of mindset, you had mentioned to me, um, you know, that's a big important driving factor in, in everything you do you know, more important than becoming a house hacker or um, having mm -hmm. your identity and being a software engineer or whatever at GM. It's more about the mindset and the person you have to become. So yeah. my first question, um, just circling back to you put all this time and energy and effort into like literally battling to get to college and then through college, mm -hmm. you get this degree, um, your parents, like, Back to that conversation, you're gonna you're telling your parents that you're gonna quit your job that you've worked so hard to get, um, and I think there's probably a lot of people. I, I talk to a lot of people regularly that, you know, in America, well, in the world in general, we're taught to go to school, get good grades, go to college, go into debt, get a good job, you know, spend thirty, forty, fifty years working there. But what I heard you say was a little different. You read Rich Dad Poor Dad, and it was all about trading your time for money versus making your money work for you. Um, mm -hmm. how, how did you overcome, were you so focused on finding your own freedom and having that mentality that you just went for it? Or how did you overcome all those thoughts of not wanting to give up your degree, which you didn't actually give up your degree, but you worked so hard to get that job. And then you've got mm -hmm. your parents saying, are you sure? How did you battle through that? Yeah. At the end of the day. So when I was so I have to take you back to when I met the 
the when I met like the I would say like the guys like Tim Road, the David Osborns, like all of those guys, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna take you back to that because having them as my mentors mm -hmm. changed my whole life, okay. right? So when I was 23, 24, getting my license as a as a realtor, I heard the podcast. Um, that I was telling you with Pat Hyben, mm -hmm. I submit a form on their website and, uh, and I get a call from Tim Rode. Tim Rode, who's one of the elders of the mastermind too, mm -hmm. as, as well. So I get on a call with him and they invite me. This was back in 2014 where GoBundance was only like 30 people. Mm -hmm. Now there's over 250 or something. Yeah. And uh, so I get on a call with Tim Rode and he invites me to go over to David Osborne's house for an event. And he says, Diego, you're going to be one of the only ones that's not a millionaire. And I, by that point, it was early 2013. It was 2014. I was, I put it on a credit card because I didn't have that much money then. And uh, I go to that event. A lot of my friends told me, Diego, are you sure you're going to go to that event? It's $2,000. You don't even know them. Is it a pyramid scheme? And I'm <laughs> like, dude, I need to invest in myself. Mm -hmm. I always had like, I, I'm, I, I told Tim Road, I was like, look, I'm a big believer that you are the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. I'm a big proponent of Jim Rohn. And he's like, all right, you're going to go to this event. And I was like, okay, I'm in. Um, I go there and I guess Tim didn't tell everybody that I was going to be, that I was not a millionaire. So you had to be a millionaire to be in that room. And when everybody's going around introducing themselves, there was guys that were 40 million, 5 million, 1 million, whatever, like 10 million. Mm -hmm. And then they come to me and I'm like, my name is Diego. I'm 23 years old. <laughs> my net worth is 25,000. And I work at General Motors and I own one, one, one property. And they were like, who the heck let this kid in? Mm. But after that event, after that weekend, I turned 24 years old at that event. And I was like, my life is not going to be the same. Uh, I, they took me to the side and they said, Diego, go bonuses for millionaires, but we love your story. I told them everything about me. And they're like, we want to help you become a millionaire. We're going to mentor you. You're going to be our first apprentice. Are you in? And I was like, heck yeah, I'm in. Two weeks later, I'm flying out on a private plane with the guys and like running a Spartan race. But because I had them as my mentors, as my example, I felt like if I surrounded myself and I and if I did what they told me, if I can learn from their experience, I could chunk down the 20 years that it took them to get to where they are at. I can do it in five mm -hmm. or I can do it in three years. Mm -hmm. So having that now fast forward to 2015 when I'm having the conversation with my mom and my dad, I would like, listen, it will be okay mm -hmm. because I have my mentors. I have them that are teaching me and the accountability that they're giving me, I'm going to be able to succeed in this next chapter of my life, which was becoming a realtor. Um, so that made it like giving them that it's not, Hey, it's not just me yeah. going from one day to the next, but that I have, I have got, I have people that I can call and learn from them and ask for advice. I felt like that is what told them the, you know what, Diego, we trust you. Everything that you do, we know that you work harder. Um, so yeah, I, I did that and uh, it was, I'm very happy. I'm very happy. Yeah. And so not, not to get crazy or woo woo, but there's, you know, things that we can learn in a book like ABCs, one, two, three, six steps to whatever. And then there's 
times in life where we're at a crossroads. And like when I'm hearing this story, why the heck did, why the heck did Tim invite you? Was this something they were planning on bringing in apprentices or was this just like, he just would, he, he liked my story. Okay. He really liked my story. Like this is so crazy in that call. And you know, Tim, yeah. I don't know if he's been, I think he's been on this podcast or yeah. maybe yep. in the future. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he's very like, I was talking to him and after I shared my story a bit, cause we had like a 20 minute conversation. He's like, Diego, I know you don't know me. I know this is crazy, but one day you're going to be speaking at my events <laughs> at, for my nonprofits. I was like, I don't even know you, but sure. I mean, I will be happy to do that. Yeah. Um, and what's crazy is that um, too, in, in him telling me that and being surrounded with a lot of those, a lot of those, those guys too, it's like, I don't know, but I don't know if they like, I don't know why Tim invited me, but it was more from the perspective that like, maybe they, he heard something in my story that I'm like, okay, we want to help him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I said yes. And yeah. it, it was life-changing. You just said where I wanted to kind of pull together. So I've been saying this for a while and this is kind of how I live my life. I say yes and figure it out later. And, and you did that. You get invited to this room of millionaires and all your friends are saying, hey, this is a Ponzi scheme or whatever. You said yes and figure it out later. Um, and so many times in, in life, again, you know, there's things that you can check off in a book process-wise. But then there's certain times where you just got to go with your gut. Um, did you, <laughs> were you experiencing fear or overwhelm or anything knowing that you're going into a room of, or were you just like, so I got to do this? No, I mean, it was, it was scary. It, it, it was definitely scary. And I have to say that, um, so I've had a speech impediment since I was five years old. Mm. And, uh, so I used to skip class if I had to give a presentation mm. and if I had to read out loud, I would like, it wasn't good. So, but, um, what was crazy is that in that event for GoBundance, one of the requirements for the night was that we had to give a three to five minute presentation. Mm. And I was like, okay, holy crap, I'm going to be giving a three minute or five minute presentation to share about something about my life where like, I don't know, I don't know what I could teach a millionaire, like super successful entrepreneurs. And I'm 23 years old and I've had like zero life experience, let's say from, from that perspective, like mm. what, what can I teach them and speak like, yeah, like it was, it was, it was insane. I was super nervous. So when you said like, I, I it was sort of like, I was happy that I was there mm -hmm. and I felt like I belonged there too because of my mindset, but it was definitely out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but at the end of the day, I did give a presentation and because of my speech impediment, I, uh, I made everybody close their eyes and mm -hmm. I took them through like some kind of a meditation example, whatever. I don't remember exactly what it was, but like for, it was a three minute presentation and for two minutes, everybody had their eyes closed. And, uh, that's how I had to get resourcefulness because then I, then I just turned around and it was like, nobody was, was trying to see me. Yeah. Uh, and it was just me like, like, just like if I was talking to myself, so, um, so I had to get creative, right. And that sort of like resourcefulness again, I feel like, uh, it definitely, um, it definitely challenged me, mm -hmm. but, 
being part of that group and knowing them and like for example rock thomas telling me hey diego you have to um you you have to take some like speech classes and all this other stuff like it helped me to the way that i've given a tedx talk and going from going from like skipping classes because I wanted to not give a presentation to being able to give a TEDx talk has been definitely life-changing. But I have to say that everything has to be because of the confidence that I got in myself by surrounding myself with my mentors. Yeah. You were just telling me, um, we just went on a hike and you were telling me you got some award recently for from the college, right? Um, yeah. 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 So from, from FSU, I was chosen as one of the four alumni of, of the year for, for 2020. And, uh, which is, which is crazy. Now I did give a TEDx talk last, last year at, at FSU. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, a lot of the successes and, and everything has, has come by me taking action. I love that. And, you know, you bring it back to resourcefulness and then even just back to saying yes and figuring it out later. I look back at my life and you're such an example of this because um, every time, and for the audience, I want to just really point this out. Every time that you're going to go to another level in life or level, I think of so many events that I've been at or things that I've been asked to do and I'm scared. Like you mm -hmm. literally that night, spent 10% of your net worth to be in a room that completely changed your life. And you had a yeah. speech impediment. You found out that you were going to have to speak to this group of people that you felt inferior. Like, what do I have to give to a room of people that are worth 40 million or a million or whatever? You literally spent 10% of your net worth. If, if you told most people right now to spend 10% of their net worth to get into a room, they would freak out. But mm -hmm. every single time you're asked to do something that takes you out of your comfort zone, it sets you up to catapult yourself to a whole other level. And I think a lot of times we take the safe route. Would you agree with that? Exactly. Exactly. Because it's easy. Mm -hmm. Because it's much easier because it's something that we're comfortable with. So, yeah, it's super easy to know, to just continue doing what, what, what you're doing. Because I feel like being challenging yourself definitely number one takes you out of the comfort zone and i feel like some people are are also afraid of what of what can happen once they do achieve their vision or their goals yeah so this was 2015 right mm -hmm. and 2014, 2014 with the go abundance guys wow. yeah 2014. so you had talked about um and if you have anything else you want to add before this that's fine but you had talked about like six areas that you learned hanging out with yeah. 200 millionaires do you want to dive into that yeah 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 so what has happened uh was that um my as i shared my story more as a daca recipient right by let me just go back a little bit but just explain where where i was coming from so in by 23 24 i bought my first property by 26 27 i had eight 10 properties i reached financial independence mm -hmm. and then by 29 i have so as of right now i have 15 properties mm -hmm. um some are in austin tennessee where i do airbnb and in florida now in 2017 i shared my story for the first time uh on social media coming out as a dreamer, sharing the taxes that I paid of over $28,000 uh, 
Um, this was when, and not to get political, but mm-hmm. this was when Trump, when the Trump administration tried to take away the DACA program. Mm-hmm. And they shared that the DACA recipients are taking away from uh, jobs from Americans. And I wrote a long post about how that's not true, what I did, blah, blah, blah. And, and how I was by, by 26, I paid 28, over 28,000 in taxes. I, I already own eight properties. And when that post went viral, um, it, I got me on Fox News Austin that weekend. Mm-hmm. It got me on Forbes, Inc., entrepreneur.com. I've gone to the Supreme, like to meet with congressmen. But what came out of that was that I had a lot of people that reached out. And they were like, whether they were part of the DACA program and the Dreamers and Americans, millennials, uh, they reached out and they were like, Diego, you've done this with your circumstances. What, how can I do it? Can you teach me or can you, or like, how were you able to do it? Hmm. And I told them that, okay, what I'm going to be telling you is not stuff that I read in a book or stuff that I saw in a YouTube video, but it has become what I've been able to learn and implement in my life. The Because when I joined GoBundance, I, I was a big believer that I had already, I am becoming the person that achieves financial freedom, hmm. that achieves financial independence. And if you don't first become that person, you're not going to achieve it because if not, you're going to lose that money. Like Jim, Jim Rohn says, that if you were to give the money away to everybody the, the same way in a matter of years, the same people that have it will prop that that had it in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. They they will be the ones with the money again. And mm-hmm. it's it's because of the habits and it's because they've they've become that person. Mm-hmm. So after studying 200 millionaires on my path to become a millionaire, to become financially independent, I found out that there's six key areas. Uh, that gets you to become the person that achieves financial freedom. And that starts with number one, managing your personal finances. It is super important for you to understand how much money is coming in, how much is coming out every single month. Because if you don't, uh, if you do not have that, you're not going to be able to have the awareness that you need to, that you need to have to make sure to that, like for you to make the right choices. Mm -hmm with with your money. Number two is scheduling the personal development. You have to, number one, invest in yourself. And now, of course, you can buy books, you can buy courses, seminars, but the main thing now is that with Audible, 15 bucks a month, you can get an audiobook while you're driving to work, while you're exercising, YouTube videos, like everything, there's so much free stuff. Um, But scheduling personal development is super important because that's where the mindset comes in, Mm -hmm. right? If I didn't have the mindset that I've had, I don't think that I would have been able to achieve or endure, quote unquote, um, the different challenges that I've had to to go through to get to where I am today. It would have been super easy to just create excuses. It would have been super easy to just, if I graduated college and not being able to work, like why wouldn't I just be able to stay at home and be and like stay with my parents and work at the restaurant again, Mm -hmm. right? Like it, it was definitely those, those challenges of me scheduling the personal development, because at that point I knew that my mindset was strong enough that no matter what, Uh, I was going to be able to achieve what I wanted to achieve. 
Number three is understanding the power of your peer group. This is super important. That's where GoBundance comes in. That's where like your the average of the five people that you surround yourself with comes in, your friends. You better ask yourself if they're holding you to the right standard mm. that you want your life. Uh, are you having the right conversations, right? And there's a guy named Ty Lopez um, who I was I was able to, to spend the day at, at his house back in 2017. He's the guy that has a YouTube video, like this is me in my garage. Um, but he shared that a lot of people focus on what, how am I gonna get there? How am I gonna accomplish my goal? How am I gonna do this? What is my next step? Um, Ty Lopez said, if you just focus, instead of asking yourself how, ask who. Mm. Who is that person that you need to know, that you need to meet uh, so, that, so that you can get to the next level? For me, and I know we're talking a lot about GoBundance, but at the end of the day, GoBundance is a mastermind group. Sure. It can be so many different mastermind groups. Yep. But for me, the how back in, the who back in, 20, back in 2014 was go abundance, mm -hmm. right? If I look back at other at other things, for me, for example, my first personal personal development event was with a guy named Adam Carroll, and his quote changed my life. And he said, "Diego, you have to build a bigger life, not a bigger lifestyle." Mm. And when I heard that at 21, like my whole mindset changed because if I look back, that's why I ended up renting a room when I moved to Austin, Texas, instead of renting an apartment, uh, paying a thousand bucks a month. I figured even though I was making 60K a year, I, I started paying just 500 a month because I wanted to have other sets of freedoms that just didn't have to do with my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Lifestyle came back, can come later, but the choices that we make to have a bigger life, um, I believe are more fun. Yeah. So, uh, so that is, so when I look back, right, who, who, who were those who's? And then now ask yourself who in your peer group, um, like who is the next person mm. that, that can help you get to the next level. Mm. Now it can be something, it can be a friend. It can be like somebody that you meet, uh, you might have to, like, that can be free. There can be, like, you, you might have to spend $5,000 to get into a room. Like, for me, my tab, to me, that who in 2014 was $2,000, yep. right? So some people might pay $25,000 to go into another event and be able to sit uh, with, with, with people that can get them to the next level. So that's number three. Number four is goal setting, but it's super important that you do it with accountability. Goal setting is great, but if you do not have somebody or have set some accountability uh, to help you get there, you're going to quit. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of people go to the gym in the beginning of the year and they're like, I'm going to go five times a week and then it rains or it's cold. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to go tomorrow. Today is rainy. I don't want to wake up at 6 a.m. and go out in the cold. But what if instead you had somebody there that was waiting for you that you told them if you didn't go, you were going to give them a hundred bucks mm. or 500 bucks. That's where it hurts. Yeah. That's the accountability that you need to be able to get to your goals. Number five is increasing your income. I'm a big believer that sure you can have your job. You can have 
your your salary job, your contracting job, whatever. But you have to figure out how you can increase your income. And this is again where creativity, even if you just even like multiple streams of multiple streams of income, that at least you have to work for it. That's totally fine. But you have to increase it because when you ask yourself those things, you get to get creative. Mm-hmm. And that's a skill, that's a talent that can get you that that will help you grow in the future. That's why I have that as number five. And when I looked at my life, I did have a salary with GM, but I also became a realtor part-time. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing websites for people that I found on that I found on Craigslist. So that was another side hustle that I had. Yeah. Um, and then number six, oh, but it's super important for as you increase your income that you do not spend it. You have to make sure that you're saving that so that when it comes to number six, which is investing for passive income or investing overall, uh, that's when you're going to be able to use whatever resources you got to be able to create that level of financial freedom or financial independence. That's what, there's so many different avenues. There's real estate, stocks, Bitcoin, whatever you want to call it, right? At the end of the day, so many different things. I chose real estate and that's what got me to create some passive income uh, through house hacking, then getting more and more and more properties. But a lot of people feel that they like if they are given a million dollars one day that they will become financially free or financially independent. Mm-hmm. That is not true. They will lose that money because they, they, they never got to learn how to manage it. They never, they never did the other previous five steps that actually gets them to understand number one, the value of money and also becoming the person that achieves financial freedom. Because I feel like, Investing is not easy. I mean, at the end of the day, there's a lot of ups and downs. I mean, we've seen that in the freaking the stock market this yeah. this year, right? So because investing is not easy, you need to have the right mindset. You need to have the right circle of influence with your peer group that you can have these conversations. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like you need to have all six in order for you to be successful in your financial independence journey. And that is what I've been able to learn from the, from surrounding myself with 200 millionaires and to the level where now I've grown into becoming a millionaire this year. And this is the first podcast that I share that. Um, But, uh, but yeah, so now I did become a millionaire in my twenties, but it wasn't because like, it was because of my work ethic. It was because of me taking action and investing in it the right way. Yep. You know, and, and I have to take a minute to just celebrate you and I appreciate you being so open and honest. Um, we're used to it because in, a, in, in our peer group, Go Abundance, that you talk about, I mean, that's part of one of the things that stretch us is we share our financial statements. Um, you can't have authentic relationships and extreme accountability and all of that without the transparency piece, right? But a lot of people are not mm-hmm. used to that. Um, so number one, I thank you for sharing it here first. Um, but that's just so cool that you, you hit that milestone. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's so amazing watching your journey. Um, you were a part of go abundance long before I ever was. Um, and here's the crazy thing. Diego talks a lot about, you know, first becoming the person that you have to be. Um, and what's interesting when I met Diego, I wouldn't have even known that you weren't a millionaire or, um, you know, that you weren't already, uh, 
at some certain level because you had already become that person. It just took mm-hmm. a while for your financial statement to catch up with it. But I, yeah. that you're a testament to what you're talking about. So Diego isn't just one of them people that, you know, throws theory out there. When I met you, I would have had no idea that you weren't already at the top 50%, 10% of GoBundance. I would have had no idea because your talk, your walk, the way you carry yourself, the way you mentor and give back, all of that already said to me that you had already become the person that you needed to become in order to reach that million dollar mark. And I have no doubt in my mind um, that you won't skyrocket way past that. But again, the thing I really want to point out, um, you don't just talk it, you live it. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you. For yeah. That. Well, thank you very much for that. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's been, it's been an incredible journey. And one of the things, especially there was a guy in go abundance that asked me, Diego, this is back in 2015, 2016. It's like, do you, do you compare yourself a lot? Because, or like, do you get frustrated that you're not there yet as a millionaire? And I, and I told him, I was like, no, because everybody's going in their, in their journey, mm-hmm. right? In the journey called life. And I've come to the conclusion that I cannot compare my chapter two in life to somebody else's chapter 10 or mm-hmm. chapter 15, but I can learn from that. So from a lot of the, from a lot of the mentors that I've met in GoBundance, I try to learn a little bit and then implement that in my life. And knowing that because it has worked for them, more than likely it can work for me. And I look at their mistakes and I'm like, great, I'm not gonna do those mistakes. I'm gonna continue doing this. Um, So I feel like it has definitely uh, given me the opportunity to become that person, of course, but not comparing myself, but from learning and seeing what I can apply into my life. Wow, that's amazing. Well, I really appreciate you, um, you know, coming on and sharing your story. It's so inspiring. And again, I just want to point out, as I'm sure you've gathered, I mean, Diego's not a talker, he's a doer. You have a mastermind group. um, So -hmm. you're teaching what you've um, applied and learned. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I have, um, so I have a a group where where we teach people how to buy their first rental property because a lot of people don't are afraid to take action they have the analysis paralysis yep. and and the big exactly what i was talking about earlier they just want to get their home run mm. right away and i'm like no in this group in in this mastermind group which is called rad race to fi so literally like everything that we're talking about here from like rad race to becoming financially independent mm-hmm. is we help them we give them the accountability we have a slack channels we have facebook groups we have two 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 calls a week and the goal is to help them get their from their first rental to probably their fourth um, that is somewhere where i feel very comfortable in helping people out and uh, yeah, right now we have about 40, 40 people, 50 people in the program. Mm. And it's been going awesome. Wow. It's, it's really cool to see their progress. Really cool to receive like the wins, like everything that they've been doing, people taking action, people seeing like, hey, if it wasn't from this group, I wouldn't have made this connection or been able to think this way right because as i share a bit of my story especially on the real estate side there's so much other creative stuff that that i've had to do Mm -hmm. to because of my because i'm still undocumented right i still but i'm part of the daca program so um they're 
it serves a lot of people just inspiring other people when they're taking action. And I'm a big believer that you just, that you can learn from somebody who's just two steps away, like above from, from you, not like 10 or 20 steps away. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So your, your program, is it specifically around house hacking or is it just anybody that wants to go from like one to four rentals, like in that range? Anybody that wants to go from one to four rentals. Yeah. Most, not most, but a lot of people are, um, are starting with house hacking because yeah. it's the easiest way to, to get started in real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have guys that have, that have 14 doors uh, and uh, he loves being part of the mastermind because he gets to ask all these questions. We bring incredible guests into the group too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's awesome. And just so that I'm clear and so that the audience is clear, do they have to have one or is this somebody that's intent on even getting their first one? intent on getting their first one nice. or already have one at the end awesome. of the day people just like that whole like they may have one and what we've learned is that they just love being able to come on a zoom call mm-hmm. and just share what they're going through nice. or share because they may talk to their brother and they're like well why don't you quit and it's like no in here we're like here let me give you a solution yeah there are if you don't surround yourself especially like we are in their this is like step number three, right? Yeah. Your 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 peer group. Yep. Um, it's it's really cool to see that they have a community that they can share their wins and their losses. Yeah, and I would imagine it's part of number four. So you're helping them to goal set with accountability, Everything. and yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So you've kind of you've realized what it takes, the six steps, but then you've built a program around that to help these people get through it. I love it. So exactly, what's the best way for our listeners to find you if this is something that's interesting to them? Yeah, they can, or if they have any questions too, they can uh, follow me on Instagram at Real Diego Corzo, or they can check out the website ratrace2fi.com. And if they want to send me an email, info at diegocorzo.com. I can tell you first and foremost, having spent some time with Diego, um, genuine, genuine love for teaching and just helping people. So I would highly endorse, recommend anything that... Um, you know, he has to offer you if it's a fit for you and just reach out to him and get to know the guy. You're just a fabulous person. So anything else you want to talk about that we haven't covered or, um, that we've left out? Um, no, I mean, we, 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 I think we did really well. We did really well. We, we covered a lot of, uh, a lot of the mindset stuff that I feel like it's really important that stops a lot of people. Uh, we talked about some of the real estate stuff, investing. Yeah. It's, it's good. I'm really, really happy to, to be here and share with your audience. Awesome. Well, you are a world changer and I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you very much, Mike. Take care. Thank you, Diego. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.